Deadly Serial contains adult language, discussions of violence, and sexual themes. Listener discretion is advised. Try to have fun. Don't take us seriously. Welcome to Deadly Serial. I am your host, Lee Moffat. With me, as always, is... Laura Dedrick. Welcome. And we got something a little different. We're going to uh, talk about executions. This is fascinating to me. Yeah, it is me too. And uh, when I was researching everything, there was like a shit ton of stuff about it. So I think other people are interested as well. It's like a morbid curiosity, I guess. Yeah, there's tons of uh, material out there for yeah. it. So there have been... 1,472 executions in America since 1976. So three were by firing squad, which is fucking crazy. 1976, this was not that long ago. No. So three were firing squad, three were hangings. That's crazy. Which is also interesting. 11 were gas chamber, 158 were electric chair, and 1,297 were lethal injection. Mm-hmm. So that's so definitely... Lethal injection definitely Is the rules. preferred... And early executions, like quartering, hanging, burning, crushing, boiling, the wheel. So the wheel was basically like a medieval torture device. Like the first, so they didn't want to kill them at first. Basically, they just like broke all their bones and it was really messed up. And then they would take their body and like put it on a wooden spoked wheel. Anyway, they'd tie them down and then they basically like crucify them, like hang them up on a pole the executioner would then like decapitate them and uh, sometimes they th- would throw it in the fire. <laughs> like It's just crazy. And uh, yeah. Wow. Very interesting. And they would literally saw people in half sometimes, right? Like right up down the middle. Yeah. They would uh, tie rope around the ankles and mm-hmm. raise them up off the ground and then just literally saw in between the legs. Like a fucking pig. Yeah. It's yeah. like, truss them up mm-hmm. nuts i mean we've done some really messed up stuff to each other over the years very uh oh god it's inventive it's that's uh, what i was thinking yeah it's, <laughs> it's definitely inventive okay so another interesting fact here the first execution in america was in 1608 in jonestown virginia it was uh captain george kindle and he was executed for supposedly being a spy from Spain, and he was killed by a firing squad. Right. Yeah. The youngest person. Now this is so messed up. These these neck the two youngest people to be executed just break my heart. Like. Oh yeah, the Native American girl. Yeah. So her name was Hannah Okush, and she was the youngest person to be executed in the night in the U.S. in 1786. She was 12. Um. Like you said, she is a Native American girl who was accused of stealing strawberries from the daughter of a wealthy farmer in New London, Connecticut. And they never proved this. And they killed her. She was 12 years old. The, the, second, things, that, the things that we do to each other. It's terrible. And the second one, I've seen this picture on Facebook of this poor kid. Um, he's the second youngest. He was 14. His name was George Stinney Jr. He was 14. And he was... Um, electrocuted in south carolina on june 16th 1944 sad thing about it other than they killed a 14 year old 
was 70 years later he was proven innocent like just recently he was proven innocent oh my god but there's a picture like that goes around facebook and you notice these two kids were one was african-american and one was native american very you know which is terrible but that picture of him with just tears streaming down his face and that cap on it's just it just really haunted me that picture it's really heartbreaking to see a bunch of adults strapping this thing to a child yeah and then killing him yeah and he looked like a little 14 you know like a a small 14 he looked like he was 10 he did and that oh makes me it just it it really stuck with me that picture (laughs) fucking facebook man i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah so the oldest person to be executed was in 2018 and he was 83 you don't even have to put a diaper on him. He already has I was one. About to say, <laughs> yeah, the diaper. We'll definitely get to the diaper. I had no idea until I started researching this that I would yeah. never thought about it. So Texas has the most executions out of any state in the United States. You know, okay. Mm, yeah. But one out of nine uh, death row convictions are o- overturned and 32 states have the death penalty. So mm, a little over half. It feels like it's it's come it's going away. I think so too. I think within probably twenty years we won't be doing this anymore. No, and that's I think that's good. I agree. It's debatable. Yeah, it's definitely a de- a hot subject to, to debate, but it's a controversial subject. Controversial, yeah. I don't. Me and you, I don't believe in the death penalty. You and I don't. Believe no, that. we we've said this before on the show that we believe that there's. Uh, fate's worse than death yeah like having hemorrhoids for the rest of your life right (laughs) exactly exactly um and this is interesting too so in 2018 an average of 238 months passed between sentencing and execution so basically if you're on death row you're on death row for like 20 years now that's almost 20 years what is the why not just okay like the judicial system like everything takes forever yeah so yeah, uh, and in, in 1990, it was eight. You spent about eight years on death row. So within that time frame, something you know, I guess it's just all the appeals and the fact that people just kind of don't want to do it that much anymore. I don't know. But you also see cases where they didn't waste any time at all. Yeah, yeah, especially um, like in the 80s and 70s and 80s. Hmm. Like yeah, real were... short wait. Yeah. Like Bundy didn't have to wait very long. I don't know how long he had to wait. Actually, I don't know. But I've seen I've seen that picture of him more times than I would like to see him after his uh, execution by a little electric chair. Yeah, he's got that smile on his face. <sighs> Good times. Good times. So yeah, I saw that picture a lot while I was uh, researching this. So um. That, okay, I wanted to talk about that documentary again. I know I've talked about it before, Crazy Not Insane, that HBO mm-hmm. Max doc. But there is this guy, okay, there is this man, and he goes by Sam Jones, which is an alias. He is a traveling executioner. He actually, like, seeks out jobs. He gets paid $400 in execution. Um, and this woman who's in this documentary is a psychologist or a psychiatrist. I'm sorry, I don't know which one. And she interviews serial killers. She actually interviewed Ted Bundy. So she profiles them and interviews them. She interviewed the Sam Jones guy and his profile was very, very similar uh, to that of a serial killer. 
right. which is insane. Like, okay, so he legally he he it's legal for him to kill people. It, it is. It's just mind-boggling. And he's a he's an artist. He has these paintings, and they're just really disturbing. And I mean, he's an interesting fella. He's he's flipped the switch thirteen times. I don't know if I said that, but yeah, where's the line between him and you know Ted Bundy? So, so he ex he electrocutes him. Yes, as far as I know, he's electric because this is in um, Louisiana or Alabama, mm-hmm. somewhere in, in the South, you know. So let's break it down. Break it down. Break it down. Different methods of execution. So we're going to start, we're just going to do like our favorite ones. Yeah. So the first one, um, the guillotine is very interesting. Classic. Mm-hmm. Definitely classic. Um King Louis XVI signed the bill that made the guillotine the official execution method, and it was named after a guy named Joseph, Dr. Joseph Guillotine, which I also did not know. It's very cool. I know. Uh, The doctor said this would be painless. You know, this was the best way to execute somebody. Sure. Clean, clean cut. It sounds, it sounds good. It does, but there is debate as to whether or not your head stays alive for a few seconds after it's off your body. There is debate. Yeah. So nobody, obviously, nobody really knows. No one knows. No one's lived to tell the tale. (laughs) There are some very interesting stories out there about people. So in 1793, Charlotte Cordray was um, executed by guillotine. This is so weird and fucked up. After she was beheaded, like this woman slapped her head across their face, and it was said that her face flushed as if it was reacting to the slap why what what i just want to know why she slapped uh decapitated heads see what would happen i wonder what would happen if i slapped this This bitch across the face (laughs) i don't know people were imaginative like you said i i can't they're creative i don't want to say creative yeah but i definitely imaginative people have been people sometimes blink Mm-hmm. after which i you know is very could be just nerves and stuff which is what they think it is it could be like um i watched this movie over the weekend uh faces of death like they would chop off the head of a chicken mm-hmm. and uh the the intensity of the chop that's what makes it go Bleh. oh the nerve mm-hmm. jerking and that's why it's like running around like a chicken with his head cut off it literally does that yeah there was a chicken named mike um (laughs) which is interesting that lived for 18 months after his head was cut off christ how's he eat i don't know i didn't i don't know but that was that was in there too it was very interesting i'm like okay why don't you go ahead and kill him then like you're just gonna leave him headless for 18 months (sighs) poor mike that's a rough year that's a rough yeah year and a half man Imagine Walking that. Around with no head. We thought we had a rough year. Shit. Right. <laughs> 2020 was bad. Imagine 2020 without a head. Yeah, that would be worse. Well, I don't know. Maybe it would be better. <laughs> so this this is interesting too. So Anton Lavoisier was a scientist um, that said he would blink after being beheaded to show that he was still aware of his surroundings and his head was still alive. What a noble cause for science. For science. Right. Like, Will you, will you do this for us when yeah. you die? Like, yeah, 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 sure. Sure, man, no problem. For the name I of got science. You. Yeah. I might as well die for something. Right? 
So he blinked up to 15 seconds after being beheaded. What a buddy. He did he did it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so that's just nuts to me. So no one knows how long you can really stay alive. Uh this one, okay. Well, I got I got one more. In 1905, Henri Legui was executed. Huff, like his French names. So there was a doctor there to observe the behavior of the head after it was decapitated. The doctor called the man's name and the man looked up at him. Yeah. This lasted for 20 seconds. But then again, it could be an exaggeration. But you, n- you never know. I believe it. If that was real, that is so terrifying. Because the guillotine is just, it's such a clean cut. Yeah. And it's so sudden. I don't know. But that really freaked me out. And doctors now believe that the de- decapitated head could live up to seven seconds, which is still fucking terrifying. That's a crazy seven seconds, man. That is. But they say your consciousness wouldn't be there. You'd be comatose. You know, there's no blood flow. There's no oxygen. But I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But um, I've seen some morbid YouTube videos. I've been on the weird what side of YouTube more doing? than I can. Listen, this is years ago. Okay. I'll see and uh, I would see experiments like German science experiments of them uh like uh taking the head of a german shepherd and trying to keep it alive oh yes i've seen that too and they would put citric acid on their lips and they would lick it and they'd lick it off i know i saw that i've forgotten all about that yeah poor puppers even back then we had a little machine that was like an artificial heart and it would just pump and oxygenate the blood so that we could have a german shepherd's head on a table licking itself (laughs) Why do we do the things we do? I don't know, man. I guess curiosity really gets <laughs> the worst out of us. It really does. The electric chair is also a very interesting method of killing someone. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heard of this. Yeah. So little history I have on the electric chair. In the, ni- in the 1870s and 1880s, people were being electrocuted by streetlights because electricity was a new thing. Yeah, um, there's going to be some hiccups. Yeah, you know, you gotta, you gotta, what is it? You gotta break a couple eggs. What is it? Can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So people were getting electrocuted. Um, and this dentist actually came up with an idea for the electric chair. His name was Alfred P. Southwick. And he was trying to do a more humane, like, form of corporal punishment um because public executions at the time didn't always go as planned and people would leave disturbed so when you hang someone someone, what do you expect when you go to a a public execution what are you expecting the worst you think uh yeah you leave there a little disturbed yeah like it's a bad movie there's always a chance that it's not gonna go great yeah and you're going to see some thrashing and hear some screaming and a bunch of Ugh. horrible shit. It's not going to be fun. People loved it. People went all the time. People still go. That was before TV. Video yeah. games. Like if we're able to do horrible things in video games on a daily basis, I, I, I believe that this is what keeps us from killing each other. You think that it's an outlet? Mm-hmm. I think we have a lot of outlets and everybody has their own outlet. We've like evolved into a society where it's just wrong to do that. But when you think about back way back in the day, like caveman days, if you had a problem, you probably just fucking killed somebody. Absolutely. So it's just like this, th- this set of 
rules that we've made for ourselves over the years that killing is wrong, but it's really part of our DNA. It's part of who we are, part of nature. Yeah. Part of nature. And it's just being held back by society saying it's wrong, maybe, or maybe you're right. There's a lot of uh, outlets for aggression and those feelings. And I feel like we're more uh, empathetic than we used to be. You think? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Gosh, I hope so. It does certainly certainly doesn't seem like it right now. No. Well, I don't know. Compared to, you know, like... Quartering and song. Mm-hmm. That's true. At least we're trying to attempt to make it more humane. Like, like there's a lot of beheadings that took like 17 wax. <sighs> Those are considered botched. Anyway, we're talking about electric chairs right now. Yeah. So the first person to be electrocuted in the electric chair was William Kimmler, who had killed his wife with a hatchet. And this was uh, August 6, 1890 in New York. So this was the first try. This was a bit of an experiment. And it didn't. he didn't die right away, which is terrible. So he caught on fire. Uh, his skin burned and bled. And the press was in the observation room watching the execution. And the New York Times said the stench was unbearable. It probably smelled like somebody was cooking something. Like pork, I would say, probably. Yeah, it probably smelled. But yeah. like it was a trial thing. They didn't really understand. No. No, I don't know, man. It didn't go well. It still doesn't go well sometimes. So... Do we still do electric chairs? No, the last one we did was on January 1st, 2013. Okay. So we got away from those. A couple more guys that have been had botched uh, electric chair executions. In 1923, F.G. Bullen was electrocuted. He was pronounced dead. They put him in a coffin and then they found out that he was still breathing in the coffin. So they took him out and shocked him again five times to make sure he was dead. Wow. Yeah. Well, at least they didn't just bury him. Yeah. Yeah. They could have just buried him alive. In um, 1983, John Evans was executed by electrocution. The first two attempts were not successful. Um, His body and clothes caught on fire. Um, Before they tried to shock him a third time, his lawyers intervened, but it was overturned and he was shocked a third time and finally died. And his body was like, you know, charred. Mm hmm. But yeah, the last electric chair was in, in 2013. It's not that long ago. That's really not that long ago. And considering that we were hanging, we hung three people since... 76, I think it was. Yeah. So what happens when you get electrocuted? So they they shave your head and your calves so they can put the little metal you know shocker things on you. Mm-hmm. Then you're uh, strapped to the chair by the wrists, the waist, and the ankles... Uh, you're usually blindfolded and they often have a diaper on, which I didn't, like I said, I didn't think about until doing this makes mm-hmm. sense. Uh, they put the wet sponges, pretty much what you saw in the green mile is kind of the way they do it. They put wet sponges um, between the person's skin and the metal uh, contacts and put a metal piece on your head with a wet sponge. So they shock you three times. The first is for 15 seconds and it's 2000 volts and this stops the heart. Sorry, they shock you twice. This next time is a little lower. It's a thousand volts for 20 seconds and this destroys your organs. So at first they want to stop your heart then they want to make sure you're fucking dead. And electrocution basically, it paralyzes you. It stops the muscles pumping blood to the heart. The body will get hot, burnt and the eyeballs can protrude. 
Yeah, you're supposed to tape the eyeballs in case what? they pop out. That's true, yeah. Oh, are you serious? Yep. Oh my god, I didn't know that. You got a diaper and you got your eyes taped shut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they tape them like going down and then they tape them across. I didn't know they, that. They pop out. <laughs> horrifying. Very, very horrifying. And it's funny that I thought that that would be more humane because it sounds awful. Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like what's the most expensive way that we can kill somebody? <laughs> exactly. Let's uh, use like electricity yeah let's use like a clark griswold amount of electricity on somebody to oh i don't know it's bad i wish we would go back to hanging it just yeah i mean it seems if we're gonna do it yeah well now of course the preferred method is lethal injection obviously with the statistics which also terrifies me never thought about it much before but now that i know what it can do have they changed it? Like, did they make it a little bit more humane? Or is no, it still actually, as terrible as it always has been? It's terrible. And they kind of made it worse. So uh, the drugs that we were getting from England to kill people, England decided that they didn't want to give us those drugs anymore. Because they're they're not, they're against it. They're trying to curtail us being for the death penalty. Anyway, so we, we get them from India now. Oh, okay. They're, so, they're not. All right. Yeah, they've tried to call like this. So there's a three three drug cocktail involved in uh, lethal injection, and they go through your IV. They put an IV in. So the first injection is sodium thiopental. It's a strong barbiturate that basically knocks you out. So supposedly you can't feel pain. Mm-hmm. The second one is pancuronium bromide, and it's a neuromuscular blocker which paralyzes you and you can't breathe. That is where sometimes things go wrong. <laughs> um, the final injection is potassium chloride, and that stops your heart. This is supposed to take eight, about 8.4 minutes total. Agonizing. Well, it can. Yeah, it can be. So there's been a couple of botched lethal injections. Um, one in eight, 1985. So Charles Walker was convicted of two counts of murder and one count of armed robbery. During his in- execution in 1990 of lethal injection, there was a kink in the IV line. And someone had placed the needle toward his fingers instead of toward his heart, like the IV. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he died in agony and it was. How long did it take? Didn't it take like a. Well, uh, just, didn't it take uh, 90 minutes, wasn't it? It took a really long time. And this other guy took two hours, uh, Joseph Wood. Oh, he geez. was strapped down. He was in obvious pain. He was injected with the cocktail 15 times one dose is supposed to be lethal and it's supposed to take you know like eight minutes it took two hours i guess he had a strong constitution oh i think at that point he was just begging for them to kill him. put a bullet in his head yeah just you know i mean the second drug is what really messes with you uh if you don't do it right the makes you paralyzed it paralyzes you but when they when they put it in it burns so it feels like you're on fire Mm -hmm. there was a woman that i i was listening to actually sword and scale about executions and there was a woman who was put out for anesthesia i think she had like oral surgery or something and it didn't work right and she was awake but paralyzed and on she said she felt like she was on fire like her whole body is on fire and that's the same thing they use it's like the movie awake with hayden christensen classic film right (laughs) just classic 
Who doesn't remember that gem? Yeah, right. It's a real uh... <laughs> diamond in the rough. Right. Oscar worthy. So I don't have a lot on the gas chamber, but I do have a botched execution for the gas chamber. Now, how did that go? So he, Jimmy Lee Gray, he was executed on September 2nd, 1983. Uh, he was strapped to the chair. They strap him down again with the leg, arm, chest restraints. They use cyanide gas and his veins popped. He like thrashed around violently. He was obviously in pain. He repeatedly banged his head on a metal pole behind the chair, like during the whole ordeal. Um, they cleared out the observation area, <laughs> um, but still that that's pretty rough. And it turned out that the executioner was intoxicated. Ooh, little tipsy. Yeah. You need to kind of be on your A game when you're killing people. You do. You know, don't be mm -hmm. a bumble butt. Yeah. So I thought this was interesting. Like what happens to you in the last 24 hours before you get killed, basically? Mm -hmm. So you're moved from death row to what they call the death watch area. It's just basically another cell where they can watch you and make sure that you don't kill yourself before they can kill you. Mm. You get your last meal. The history of the last meal dates back 2000 years. And in France, back in the day, they were given a glass of rum. And in 16th century England, they shared a meal with their executioner. Wow. It was believed like way back when that if you had like given them a good meal, that they wouldn't come back and haunt you, basically. That's nice. Yeah. The better the meal, the less likely they would haunt you. <laughs> Excellent. Sounds yeah. good. Um, most states do have like a monetary limit on how much you can spend for your last meal. Eileen Warnos, if you've listened to our first episode, God bless you, God bless um, only wanted a cup of coffee, which still just breaks my heart. I don't want to say breaks my heart. She killed seven people, but you know what I mean. It's a horrible situation. Yeah. So this is what, what was funny. Lawrence Brewer's last meal. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. Okay. He was a guy in Texas. Okay. Two chicken fried steaks with gravy and onions. One triple patty bacon cheeseburger. An omelet with cheese, ground beef, tomatoes, onions, bell peppers, and jalapenos. Fried okra with ketchup. A pound of barbecue meat with half a loaf of white bread, which I thought was funny. Uh, three fajitas. A meat lover's pizza. A pint of bluebell ice cream. Peanut butter fudge with crushed peanuts. And three root beers. He didn't eat any of it. He said he just wasn't hungry. Of course he's not going to eat any of it. Look, like... That was a big fuck you. One, one of the things that he orders is a huge goddamn thing that yeah. is hard for one person to finish. Yeah. No one is going to finish three fucking root beers and a pint <laughs> of ice cream and peanut butter fudge cheeseburgers. My favorite is a pound of barbecue meat with half a loaf of white bread. Somebody had to fuck? like take out the half a loaf of bread and like, why did you just get like a whole loaf, man? They really went all out for this guy. They really did. And I don't know why. And he was just like, ah, I don't want it. They Texas actually did away with the last meal completely because of that guy. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. A lot of, a lot of guys just get like whatever's in the cafeteria that day or it. It's that really is kind not, of funny. And like, yeah, it's, I don't think it's that big of a deal. The last meal. Yeah. Who it's cares? Really, yeah. It's really not like it's built up in America to be this big thing. And it's usually just like a cheeseburger and a milkshake or something, you know? Yeah. So the, the last 24 hours, um, 
you get your last meal, the final visitors uh, arrive. Usually it's non-contact, which is really sad if you're separated and you're about to die and you're trying to hug your loved one. I don't know. You can't hug them for the last time. Yeah. It's terrible. It is. Then the warden and the chaplain arrive. They will stay uh, with the prisoner until he dies. And you can pick your own religious person, you know, a priest or whatever. They give you that. Right. Uh, Then you put on your diaper and you move to the execution chamber where you're given your last rites. No one calls out dead man walking, typically. Uh, That's not a thing. I mean, I'm sure it's been done before, but they try to do it with a like a sense of decorum and and you know they're trying to be very sensitive to the person that they're killing which is i would would hope so you You know it's only it's disrespectful to say dead man walking it is you got a dead man over here walking (laughs) yeah it's a little disrespectful um so you got your diaper you're in the you're in the chamber uh the witnesses come to the observation area it's usually family of the convicted person either in family of the victim probably there's press there's people like that around in there uh for lethal injection a heart monitor and the iv are placed you say your final words and this is interesting in lethal injection you know which is what they use mostly the button is pushed by two executioners and neither one knows which one delivered the actual chemicals to the person so they're not like oh, i killed him no no i bet he killed you know it, it, so they both get to live with guilt pretty much yeah possible how does that help anything i have no clue that's so weird i don't know who comes up with these ideas that would do things <laughs> that was it was supposed to make it like easier for them to you know so they don't so they're like well i i guess i didn't kill him it wasn't me it was you it, it wasn't was you. you it was me it's like the spider-man memes like no 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 you <laughs> What difference does it make? It does. It doesn't make a difference. A life is being taken. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And a, a life has already been taken, and now we're taking another one. Mm-hmm. Two I wrongs make a right. Right. I mean, two plus one plus one equals yes. <laughs> I'm. I mean, if you are dead set on the death penalty, good for you. We're not gonna change your mind, but for us, it's just kind of fucked up. It is. I think it's a little barbaric. Yeah archaic and, yeah yeah i think that our civil we've grown as a civilization enough to where we don't kill each other i agree but who no one i don't think anybody on this planet should have the say of who gets to live and who gets to die i agree i agree and you're right two two wrongs don't make a right executions executions very interesting topic there's so much more information out there but we encourage you to go look in your local library yeah not now your local yeah wear a mask social distance yeah (laughs) so yeah that was executions um we're gonna be doing some different stuff i think we're gonna be continuing to mix it up a little bit yeah we we just whatever we feel like doing whatever we're interested in yeah. Whatever you're interested in, let us know what you're interested in. Yeah. Deadly serial at gmail.com. Yeah. Um, email us. Let us know if you're liking uh, mixing it up or if you're not. Uh, we'll still do some true crime stuff for sure, but we're just going to do whatever we want because it's yeah. our podcast. That's my kid yelling. That's that's Charlie. Yeah. It's the new normal, right? It's the new norm, man. Ugh. 
You got to work with your kids. Your kids are going to work with you. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, um, that was it. We'll be back again next week with a new episode. New episode next week. We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for, for the support and Jackie and Paige. You guys yeah. are great. Thank you guys. We appreciate it so much and we're like, over the moon. Yeah, we are. And it's because of you two and you guys are great and you help us out and we look at your donations anytime that we're feeling sad and depressed and yeah it really cheers us up to know For that sure. we got you guys backing us up yeah if you want to back us up anchor yeah, we would really great greatly appreciate it absolutely um any support even if it's just telling a friend that you like our podcast we'd be yeah. super psyched about it stay safe out there <laughs> bye guys Please follow us on all social media platforms. Any questions or comments, email us at deadlyserial at gmail.com. If you would like to support this podcast, the link is in the description.